Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers, and we're so glad you're with us. Thank you for always tuning in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Or actually, many of you have downloaded multiple episodes and you listen throughout the week when you're in the carpool line, when you're sitting by the pool, doing the things that you're doing, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We're so grateful that you are with us, and we're thankful for all the feedback that you have left on different podcast apps. If you have enjoyed the show, I'm going to ask you, please uh, leave us a review, a five-star review. So that helps us to kind of rank higher when others are looking for uh, helps in parenting and family building and relationships. We really appreciate that. I have been doing a parenting series based on my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, because something that I've learned over decades of you know, basically raising my own children and, oh, I guess like 30 years or so of working with teens and middle schoolers and high schoolers. And there's this deep need for relationships. And sometimes we end up breaking and hurting and harming our relationships at the hand of unbending rules. And that's why The title of the book is Parenting Beyond the Rules. It's sort of a given. We're going to have rules in our family. We're going to have bedtimes, curfews, uh, when we have breakfast or lunch or dinner, uh, when we're going to clean the home, when we're going to go to, you know, a sporting event or practice or do school. We have rules. We do set limits and we have boundaries and those are all needed. They're needed to help kind of keep order within the home. But what I see happen so often, and I've heard kids echo this sentiment time and time again, and that is that my parents are too strict. Uh, my parents only care about the rules they've made. Um, my parents come down on me if you know I push the limit or if I don't fit within the boundaries that they have set, and I understand that. I mean, my own kids said that. And as a mother of five, very different children, you know, you have to parent differently. So in continuing with our series, now this is part four of our parenting series, Parenting Beyond the Rules, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those previous episodes. We're following along and I'm taking you through Parenting Beyond the Rules in chronological order. You don't have to. The book was written as each chapter is a standalone, but it does give you insights and practical tips. I also have some parenting tips and hacks. If you go to ConnieAubers.com forward slash hacks, then you can get those. You can just, uh, or sign up for my uh, email ConnieAlbers.com, we can give those to you as well. But those will complement the series as I go through here in the next few weeks. And thanks for your feedback. If anything that I say, you know, makes you think or ponder, well, what should I do in this situation or that situation? Uh, Anything that brings questions to mind, or, you know, obviously this is a, a short podcast and it's a long book. It's an easy to read book. It is broken into chapters and I'm, you know, taking an excerpt from it. 
So you can either buy the book. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes. Buy it wherever books are sold. Uh, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Target, wherever books are sold, you can order it. And these sheets will kind of like go along with that. It'll add a little extra. So if you have questions, send us feedback. Uh, send us feedback to contact at connieoppers.com or podcast at connieoppers.com. We love hearing from you. So if this was helpful, let us know. And if you want more insights, again, reach out to us. But the topic of today's parenting is the foundation of relationship, because as I said, we all long for relationships. God made us that way. He designed us for relationships, first with him, then with others. And within the nucleus of the family, those are the deepest, longest lasting relationships we will probably have in our life with your siblings and with your parents. Unless, of course, you've lost a parent or, you know, a sibling, uh, ha you know, passes away. But in general, those family dynamics, they're going to be the most influential and impactful. So why not make them the best they can be? As I was raising our five kids, I had to be very specific in how I spoke to each child and how I listened to each child. I'm going to cover those, both of those topics in greater detail in future episodes. So you want to make sure you stick around and get the whole Parenting Beyond the Rules podcast series, and that way you won't miss anything. So also subscribe. And we do send out a weekly email, and that weekly email is designed to help you because life is busy. You might forget, but that little inbox reminder of, hey, a new episode is dropping, maybe just what you need to stay, to stay on course and to continue learning to be the parent God wants you to be. But going back to the foundation of relationship, my whole goal is for you to build a rich relationship with your children. Now, I believe that God wants us to do life together as a family. God didn't just give us children to raise till they're 18 and say, see ya. Now, there are many people I've talked to, they can't wait for their kids to turn 18 and they leave. And I have to, and I often do ask, why is that? Many times it's just because the nature of the relationship is very strained. Maybe there's a breakdown in, in trust or respect. Uh, maybe there's a uh, a control issue going on or a rebellion happening in within the nature of the relationship or in the family. And mom and dad or the child themselves have just, they just need uh, time and space. But that's not all families. Can I give you a vision for something that I think is really important? Imagine doing life with your children. That doesn't mean they're living in your home and off of you. It's not like you never get them off your family payroll. And it's never as if they don't move out and they're just like a failure to launch. No, there's a lot. Now that COVID has hit, I mean, this was happening way before COVID. I've often done uh, other interviews on uh, different media outlets, on television, radio, and podcasts about multi-generational living. It's, it's a thing. Y'all, have y'all ever heard of it? Multi-generational living, it's where the parents live with the kids or the kids live with their parents or the the grandkids that, you know, the grandparents are living with the grandkids or the grandkids are living with the grandparents. There's so many different dynamics. But in other countries beyond uh, the Western hemisphere, the Western culture in America, it's not uncommon for generations of uh, families to, to live together and they do it well. 
And I studied that long, long ago when we first started having children. And I, I liked that idea of families looking after each other, caring for one another, being there, trusting each other. You, know, you can't have those relationships where there is enormous trust and respect. And when you have that trust and respect, you have the foundations for a magnificent, beautiful friendship and relationship. And that's what we're after. So in the foundations today of creating a rich relationship, let's just talk on a, a, a few things. Sometimes when our children are little, they just, they run to us, mommy, mommy, I love you so much. And, and everything is exciting and you are just wonderful to them. And they're constantly wanting your approval and your praise. They want you to notice them and spend time with them. And as they get older, there starts to become more of a need for separation and space. And we wonder what happened. And maybe we start getting a little uh, concerned that something's wrong with the relationship where, in fact, it might just be that they're growing up and, and they're pulling away, which is a natural process. We don't always think about that. And sometimes we can clamp down a little bit. We can, they're trying to grow up and grow you know, into the person God made them to be and step out into the beautiful big wide world that they're optimistic about. And you're fearful for them because, well, hey, look at the world around them right now. It isn't exactly safe. Uh, there is, there's pitfalls and danger lurking on every corner. And we know that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And we know that our children are being targeted. We know that our children are under attack. We know that our families are, which going back is why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules. Because we have to have the rules, the limits, and the boundaries in order to keep order within our home, to teach character qualities, to teach principles from God's word. But as our children grow, we have to adjust. And we can't rely on our past parenting to get us through the middle school years or the teen years. The way we did things when our kids were small doesn't mean that's going to be a continuum as our kids are teenagers and especially as our children move out. I recently had a lot of questions because uh, we became grandparents and I started kind of wanting to know, explore, what does that look like? I've heard comments a lot. And to me, grandparenting is an extenuation or an addition of relationships, right? It's not a subtraction, it's an addition. But I wanna be really specific within our short time frame today, but we have to remember that our children desire relationships with us, with the Lord, with others. We are designed for and created by relationships. We are known by our relationships. What's the nature of them? Are they volatile and hostile? Are our relationships conditional? If you do this, then I will love you. We have to ask ourselves, what is our desire for the relationships that we have? See, parenting, uh, good parenting does not always equal easy parenting. Good parenting isn't easy parenting. Good parenting means sometimes having to get in the muck and mire and work through the hard stuff. It's helping your children learn, grow, adjust. But the one truth that I have learned and research actually bears out is that the base of any strong structure is a solid foundation. And when my father-in-law is, uh, you know, my father-in-law is an architect, 
And one time I was in his office many, many years ago when the kids were little, and we were looking at the different artwork he had. They were designs, buildings, and construction projects he had completed, and they were framed. It was a story of the work he had done, the body of work that he had designed that came to fruition, and now there's these standing structures. And there was one in particular that caught my attention. It was the design on the side of a, a mountain, and you could see the the metal post going down in the side of the mountain. And it just intrigued me, And because I, I live in Florida. So we have sandy soil and just the idea of building a structure on sand, building a structure in stone and granite, uh, it requires unique skills and they're different. Because if you design a project or a building or a home to go and withstand and, and stay strong without sliding down a mountain, you're using a different framework, a different mindset, you're using different materials. And if you're building something on the sand, well, you also have to think about the soil that's in mind. And so I asked him, I said, how did you like know how to do this building, this structure on the side of a mountain so that it would remain steadfast and strong for 100 years? And he goes, well, you have to start with the soil. I thought, well, that's interesting. And you know, I did wait, and I, I wanted to know more about what he meant by that. And he says, you have to consider what the design project is, and how does this relate to your children? You have to consider the purpose God has for your child. Your child is a masterpiece. Your child is going to become something, not something you want them to become, but they're going to become what God has created them to be, and that's your goal. And in order for you to know the design project, you have to know the child, and you have to know the Lord, and what the Lord's purpose and plan is for your child. See, if the soil is too soft, like say the sand, and you don't build the right structure, it could shift. It could collapse. If you are building something on, you know, a rock bed, then you have to dig deep so that if the mountains shake, it doesn't detach and roll down the side of the mountain. So if it's too rocky, the ground has to be tilled and to to a point where it is buildable. And if it's on sand, you have to drill down, but in a different way, so that that structure can hold fast during a storm. Or if, per se, you have, it becomes very wet or a flood or a sinkhole or something like that happens, the soil matters and the soil is the tender place of your child's heart. It's, it's the heart. The foundation matters. And the soil for instance, is different from region to region. I know I know we have listeners from South Africa and the UK. We have listeners over from Italy and Canada and Mexico and United States. We really do have listeners around the world. And all of you are listening to this podcast going, yeah, that's right. We have clay soil. We have a muck base. You know, we, we do have that rocky hard soil. Oh, yes, we live near the, the water and it is sandy. And yes, we do have to deal with uh, shifting sands. You have to become an expert on the soil where you are. You have to become an expert on your children, on yours. You don't have to be an expert on everybody else's children. I have dedicated my life to learning about and understanding temperaments and personalities and how people think and feel and process the world around them. And I've spent decades of raising children and listening and, and working with kids so it is what I do. But you don't have to do that. You just have to study and know your children. 
What gets them excited? What moves them to tears? What lifts them up and what tears them down? See, you have to understand this. The essentials for building a strong relationship is love, trust, honesty, teamwork, openness. Those are some. Those are just a few. But the nature of your relationship will be defined by your actions and how you act and react. Charles Feltman, he's a trust expert, and he kind of broke down four assessments, and I do talk about these in greater length inside the book, but it's sincerity, reliability, competence, and care. Our children need to know that we're sincere, that we're honest, that we we say what we mean and we mean what we say, and our children can believe us. Teens, middle schoolers, adult children, littles, they need to know words matter. They need to know that we are reliable, that we keep our promises. Do you keep your promises? Can you get, maybe tell your kids, I'll be there in five minutes and 45 minutes go by and they're banging on the door and you're yelling at them because they're interrupting you. And in reality, really what they're doing is trying to hold you to a promise that you made. Are you reliable? Don't make a hasty promise if you don't think you can keep it. Trust is on the line here. And competence. Do you have the skills to do what you say you're going to do? And if you don't, do you admit it? You don't have to know everything. You don't have to know how to do everything. Just be honest with your kids and say, hey, I don't know how to do this, but I think we're going to figure it out. Or we're going to, you know, Google something. We're going to figure something out together. We'll learn this together. Boy, you know what happens. That builds trust. And it also teaches your children they don't have to know it all either. It's okay to not know everything because there isn't anybody who knows everything. Well, except the Lord. And care. Care is having other people's best interest in mind, not your own. We are in a society, and it's been like this for a while, so I'm not going to say it's all based on COVID. It isn't. We are a selfish people. We think about the needs of ourself, and that is actually opposite of what the Lord says. He says, think of the needs of others before yourself. Esteem others as more important than yourself. Why? Because we automatically are going to default to thinking more highly of ourselves. That's just a natural pattern that God says we have. So when we care about our kids and we care about what they're going through and how it's impacting them, our dynamic changes with our words and with our relationship with them. So we have to establish trust as the bedrock. Trust that what you're pouring in to your children, the way you are forming, shaping, molding, you're tilling the soil of their heart so that they respond to you. I've had many times where I didn't take the time as I was raising kids as I was teaching and training my children that I forgot that this child who had a very tender heart and and I would I'd maybe come down a little too hard on them and I would just watch that sweet spirit 
And of course, I would be broken myself afterwards because, you know, I, I didn't deliver my words well. They weren't received well. And I, I think about as we focus on this last part of our time together, there's a lot of books out there about trust and what the lack of trust does to the nature of a child, not just the nature between you and your child, but actually something that stays with them for many years and sometimes a lifetime. And you have that opportunity. You can instill confidence and assurance, a credence, or a reliability, a strength, and a certainty. See, trust is fundamental in all aspects of a healthy relationship. Trust does help us navigate treacherous territory because we know who we can count on and who we have to be leery of. And we have to teach our children that we can be trusted. They don't have to be leery of us. We're not the person that's going to turn around and undermine them. We're not the person that's going to marginalize them, criticize them. We're not the person who's going to make fun of them because we don't want them to make us look bad or because we don't want them to accomplish something. And yes, there are parents who do do that. Don't let that be you. I'm thinking about my father-in-law, and he talked about the anchor, the moorings, the post, being driven deep into the rock bed. It's unshakable. I mean, that's what we are really going after. The basis of the relationships that we have with our children, they need to be sincere. We need to be sincere. We need to be reliable. We need to be competent. And we need to care deeply. Talk to your kids frequently. Because at the basis of everything you're going to do from now throughout the rest of your lives with your kids, it's going to boil down to trust, respect, consistency, communication, and teamwork. Let me say that again. The basis of your future relationship starts with today. Like right now, you're listening to this podcast. It's going to be based on trust, respect, consistency, communication, and teamwork. You're a family. You're working together, or at least you're trying to, and you want to. Does that make sense? There's three things you can do, and that is, to develop the trust and respect and teamwork that is needed, we got to spend time together. I mean, quality time, not just quantity, not just everybody sitting in a room on a device. There's times where people, you're sitting in a room and y'all are all on your devices. I'm not going to demonize those. They have a place, but they do have to be held in their place. Otherwise, they start to dominate, and then we have a whole host of problems. Spend time. Spend time doing something intentional. Create experiences that are memorable. Or sometimes those experiences happen and they become memorable because, you know, they were a flop or they were a mishap that happened or maybe a trial that happened in your family. But there is no substitution for time together, one-on-one and as a group, as a family. 
create an atmosphere of grace. When there is a mistake that's made or your child broke the curfew or the child didn't respond properly to you or they defied you, an environment of grace changes the temperature within the home from tense and terse conflicts to love, support, understanding, empathy, compassion. When that infiltrates your home, it sets the stage for forgiveness, repentance, and healed brokenness. And then the third, model repentance. Hey, you're going to make mistakes. I know, I hear all the time, I want to get this right. I want to do this parenting thing right. I did too, boy. And with five kids, I mean, that's a tall challenge. You may have 10 kids or you may have one or two. The number isn't the the issue. Obviously, the more you have, the more you have an opportunity to mess things up. But you're going to make mistakes. But I'm sorry, please forgive me. I didn't say that right. That's not what I meant. I know I just hurt your feelings. I know I just accused you of doing something. I bet there's a reason that I don't clearly understand why you came home later than you said you were going to be. I bet something was going on in your head, and that's why you didn't get your room cleaned up. That's why you forgot to do X, Y, Z. If we are willing to admit we've made a mistake in a sincere, humble way, our children respond to that. The relationship flourishes. Trust is deepened. Respect is increased. Because you're no longer saying, I'm perfect or I'm right and you're wrong. You're saying, hey, we're building something here. And sometimes we don't build it the right way, but we can come back in, remove that piece of wood or remove whatever and repair it and replace it. See, when we think about a foundation of relationships and how that is key to everything, we have to focus on our communication. We have to clearly articulate which takes thought, and it, it, ta- it requires us just being a little slow to speak. We have to communicate our dreams, our hopes, our goals for our family, for them, for their relationship in the future and with us. And we have to help them learn to articulate. Children are not good at always saying what they really feel. Their vocabulary, their temperament, some children are, are highly sensitive and everything can be uh, a big deal to them. Some children are, are thinkers and they have to think deeply about something before they'll ever express a thought, a feeling, or an attitude about something. But when we go back to the what I said previously, when we spend time together, when we create an atmosphere of grace, when we model repentance, when we think about the communication that's happening in and between us and our children and through our children to each other, the siblings, we're setting them up for success. We're setting our families up to just do more than survive till they're 18. 
We're setting them up so we can enjoy these beautiful, rich relationships when our kids become adults. I hear, oh my goodness, we get so much feedback when I'm out on the road speaking, when I'm doing uh, media and TV interviews and radio interviews. I'm There's so much brokenness, stressors, misunderstandings, I think, is a lot of what it boils down to misunderstandings about where the other person's coming from and and not hearing what they're trying to say, which is why I'm so looking forward to us being able to dive in for the rest of the series when we do talk about listening and we do talk about the words that we say. But the foundation right now for all that you're building starts with a relationship. And we can recap. And we can recap what, what I was sharing and that is that we have to be sincere, reliable, competent, and care. Trust and respect are given freely. And we teach them to our children. We teach our children we are trustworthy. And our children learn to be trustworthy as we are growing and learning together. As you communicate and teach and train along the way, and we have to be consistent. Our children, right now, they need you to be a person who says what you mean and means what you say, but not in a harsh tone, not in a cutting manner, marginalizing, but in a compassion-filled, in a, hey, I understand you, and if I don't understand you, I want to. So remember, God designed us to do life together. And relationships are messy. They're not easy. They can be difficult. Temperaments can be at odds with one another. Misunderstandings can turn into major relational breaks. But we are a family of 10 now because uh, I have five kids and three are married. That's a lot of personalities and, and life views and perspectives. It's not always easy, but the beautiful thing is when you base everything, like my father-in-law had said, you have to know the soil and you have to tend to the soil. That's the heart. That's the root of it all. Remembering that you and your child are created for relationship. We are relational at our very core, first with the Lord and then with others. And when you practice the things that we've talked about in this podcast, and I was this helpful for you, please let us know. Did you learn something? Are there an area that you see, oh, maybe I need to be, maybe I'm not as reliable. Maybe I'm kind of haphazard. Are there areas where you could grow and change? Write them down and then take them before the Lord and come up with a plan how you can be more reliable or how you can show that you care more. Um, maybe you need to be working on that foundation of trust and respect. You know, we respect our children. They're worthy of respect. It's not just one way. Sometimes they don't do things that are very good or they aren't respectful and maybe they don't respect us. We can work on that. With God, all things are possible. 
with communication and conversation and I'm sorry, we're working together. We're going to work this out. We're going to learn how to do life together. It's amazing what the Lord can do in and through your family. If you turn your family over to him, you tune in, you listen, and you ask him for wisdom and discernment. I hope this equipped you for this segment, this part four series of our parenting series based on Parenting Beyond the Rules. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast if you enjoyed it and let us know what you think. Uh, Again, we'd love to have you leave us a review, a five-star review, talking about how this program has helped you and how Equipped to Be is equipping you to be a doer of God's Word. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.